I like that, you know, the partial shares are there because it gives people a chance to dip their toes in the water, but it's our full members who really carry the equity of the co-op on their shoulders. They're, they dove right in. And sometimes you know, it takes a little time to get up there, but you know, that's the full investment in your community-owned market. So, you know, and like Becky said, all of those great benefits in the community, you are part of people who are, are carrying that load and really making it happen by being full members and by using your voice in the co-op. Welcome back to another episode of That's Rad, a podcast presented by the Littleton Food Co-op. I'm your host, Anastasia, and I know what you're thinking. Wait, it's not the December holiday season? Did I put on the wrong episode? Are they severely confused over there at the Littleton Food Co-op? Or are they right? And I somehow accidentally traveled back in time And this is the cinematic moment when I finally realize that something's not right? I'm glad to answer no to all of those questions and ask you to please stop spiraling. Everything is okay. We're only playing this music because we're about to enter a new season in co-op land. And we just haven't had time to make new, better-fitting music. So we just had to recycle from the last season that had its own music. We're officially entering what has been dubbed membership season here at the Littleton Food Co-op. What does that mean exactly? It means you're going to hear and see us talk a lot more than usual, if you've ever thought that possible, about co-op membership. We'll be singing out about how much we love the co-op, hosting fun events to bring our community together, and there might even be some gifts involved. Hey! Maybe this December holiday music is more fitting than I thought. To kick things off, I'm so excited to have the chance to sit down with Annie and Becky of the marketing team here to talk more about what to expect out of the Littleton Food Co-op over the coming weeks. I can't say too much more without an episode spoiler, so let's just get to it. Here they are now. everyone now that we're in the main portion of today's episode I'll call it there are a couple of things we need to acknowledge before I let my guests actually talk about what they were promised they would get to talk about today uh, so first of all we're in a new location today I don't want to exactly reveal where we are because we have some high-profile people <laughs> sitting in this spot and you know our our fans can get pretty rabid these days (laughs) we'll just call it you know our secret planning spot because we are planning some some big and fun things in these rooms these days but the real reason I'm acknowledging this is because our sound might sound a little different than usual better worse who knows we'll find out Uh, My second point also relates to sound because I think we have a That's Rad first 
in that we have two in-person guests today in our little makeshift studio. I don't think we've ever done an episode like this before. I also know that all three of us have a lot to say about what we're talking about today. So again, we'll see how it goes with getting all of our thoughts in here. So now that I wasted like half of our time saying all of that, let's, let's actually get started. Uh, with that, Annie and Becky, welcome to That's Rad. Thank you for being here today. Hey! Thank you for having us, Anastasia. Yeah. Oh. Thanks for having us. Anytime. So, Becky, you're a repeat guest of the show, but Annie, this is actually your first appearance. Dun, dun. Yes! Our listeners might recognize your name from being executive producer of the show, but this is your first time in front of the mic. So, why don't you tell yes. everyone... You know, a little about yourself, right. your role at the co-op, yeah. maybe life outside the work. We, we did okay. hear from a previous guest not too long ago that life outside work involves maybe a tagine a or two. <laughs> two. Yes, I do love Moroccan cooking. Hi, I'm Annie. I am actually the marketing manager here at Little Tin Food Co-op. I tend to be the woman behind the curtain more than anything. I do a lot of writing the newsletter and editing the weekly ad and specials. A lot of like the smaller signs around the store. And I get to work with Becky, our community outreach coordinator, who runs around and does all kinds of magical things all the time. So I get to be her cheerleader for that. So I am also, you interviewed my husband a few episodes ago. He works down in the bulk department and he provides me with all of the marvelous spices that I use in my kitchen. I do love to cook. Mm. That, that she does. We have yet here in the That's Rad studio tasted any of that. So it's it's a little bit hard to believe, but we hear great things. So it's and not... we see pictures. And yes. Yes, I see so. pictures on my Instagram. And, you know, maybe sometime we could do an episode where in my kitchen, a live cooking demo episode. An off location. An off location. location. Yes. That's that's not the hardest thing to say yes to. <laughs> and Becky, you are a repeat guest of the show, but I actually looked back and the last time you were here was episode six. Whoa! That's been in voluntary membership. That was a long time ago. That's 25 episodes Whoa! ago. What was that? That must have been 2020? think so. Jeez. Oh, I don't know. So maybe this will be your thing, just like an appearance every 25th episode. <laughs> we'll definitely, we'll see. I'll just pop in. Yeah. Um, you're like, it's 25. It's been another 25. It's been another 25. But in that? any case, it was a long time ago. What's going on? What's happening now? What's, what's new with you and, and life in and outside the co-op? In and outside the co-op. I'm still a co-op geek, but I do have a life outside the co-op. And this past year, my son got married, my oldest son. I have three boys, and this was the first marriage, and, and it was absolutely wonderful. And I did get some of the co-op sort of vibes in it, because there was a lot of cooperation, and we did it on our own with a whole community. Many of the people there are also sort of connected to this cooperative. So it was just 
an amazing, amazing week filled with cooperation and collaboration. I like that. What, what more could you ask for? Food! Yes! Oh, and food. The food. Food! The food was amazing. There were people from New Jersey that had been to very big weddings that were catered, and they were so impressed with the food, and the food was potluck. And everybody brought their best food for this wedding. Let me tell you, it was a feast and a half. It. I don't know if it could get more cooperative than that, unless it was like literally held here. <laughs> New marketing idea. Yeah. Weddings. 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 <laughs> Weddings in the parking lot. Mm. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm thinking right down like the produce aisle. Yeah. We got flowers. Yeah. We got flowers and, you know. Reception in the cafe. That's well, right. Matt and I had actually joked about renewing our vows here since we both work here. Stop. Wouldn't that be hilarious? <laughs> oh, that's the, that's the podcast. <laughs> the cooperative wedding venue. You're all invited. <laughs> okay, team. What are we... Here to talk about today. Just give us give us an overview of what this is gonna look like, and also not that I don't love you both, but why do you think you're the chosen guests today? Like, well, what makes you qualified to be here? Well, member season is coming up, and besides the board and the general manager, Becky and I both do a lot of the running around and legwork and planning to make sure that everything goes smoothly and our members know what to expect. What kinds of stuff we got going, Becky? And and to to encourage all of our member owners who are full members, that's four shares, to use your voice and vote and to exercise your democratic muscle. Perfect. Now, I think most of us understand that membership is a key part of what makes a cooperative might be the key part. It is cooperative principle number one, after all. So then, kind of why are we discussing this right now? What may, I dare say, makes membership more important in this moment than any other possible time? Board elections are coming up. Oh. And since we are a cooperatively owned store and that... I'm a member along with 9,000 plus. We need to use our voice because we're the ones that actually own it and gives the direction to the board of what we want to see in our market, Mm -hmm. all 9,000 of us. So even though a lot of times in this sort of grocery store setting, we would think of the members slash shoppers at the bottom... In this instance, it's flipped, and if you were to look at an actual organizational chart of the store, members are up top, yes, and then board. We have nine thousand plus bosses. Yep. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> oh boy! So be nice to us. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure. <laughs> and Annie, you said this phrase that I love of membership season mm-hmm. what what does that mean like what that means that you know the, it, in the spring around the time of the anniversary of the co-op which was we celebrate in May 
we have a whole bunch of things happening. Like Becky said, the board election. We have our anniversary celebration. You know, there's a lot of mailings that we send out to remind people. There's our newsletter. There's all the different ways that we communicate with our members. And that involves also, you know, sometimes sitting at a table in the store with some fun things on the table to educate our members about membership and get new people to join, get people to buy shares if they don't have full shares, to make sure that they know what's happening. So we could say that kind of this membership season idea is just that everything is kind of coming to a head together. And it kind of makes it the greatest time to be a member and the greatest time to become a member. It's definitely the time when it's most visible to be a member because there's so many things to do. There's also, and I forgot to mention, the annual meeting as well. And that's when the board and the members and the manager staff get all together. So there's a lot of opportunities to use your voice in the co-op this time of year. So that's a lot. So let's kind of break it down a little, maybe one by one. First, I want to talk about the board of directors. So we mentioned the election. Who exactly can participate in the upcoming board election? And why is it important for us to do so? So full members can participate in this upcoming board election. And it's important to use your voice in order to to have the people represent you that you want represented that can clearly show your vision and communicate your vision along with everyone else and bring it down into sort of our umbrella vision for this co-op and what we want this store to be. Mm-hmm. And to make sure that you know who to vote for, we do a lot of work to promote the candidates as well. So once we get the final slate of candidates approved, you'll get to you know, like see pictures of their smiling faces, but also learn a lot about who they are, where they're from, what they're gonna to contribute to the co-op. And that way you can make a decision about who you'd like to sit in those three open seats and direct the future of our co-op and the present day as well, so. And you might see them shopping in the store feel free to stop and say hi. (laughs) Yeah, so I think what we're saying is that by participating in the election, you know, that's where it really comes in with being a member owner because like a normal owner of the store, you're not making necessarily those day-to-day on-the-ground decisions and we can't have 9,000 plus board members So voting is how you, like any election, like we are are a democratic organization, so you need to vote for your representative, basically. You know, we're not divided into districts or anything like that, like a a town or something, but in the same way, we're kind of operating, so the same principles Mm -hmm. of voting importance still apply. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And I understand that co-op staff also participate on the board. What does that kind of look like? There are, in our bylaws, it says that there can be two employee board members. Sometimes there's two, 
Sometimes there's one, sometimes there's zero. We do have one employee board member who's stepping down and one Danny Shaw who is currently on the board. So we have had some employees who are interested in running for the board as well. And of course, employees, if they're members, can also vote because they're members. If they have their full shares, they can vote. Mm -hmm. Becky, why do you think it's important that there's like a staff input and there's a staff board member too with the rest of the board? I think that the staff has a different lived experience and lens to our store and I think that's a, we need all those perspectives when we're thinking about how we want to guide the big vision and the employees give an incredibly important perspective on that because they're doing the day-to-day -day activities in the store. Yeah, I think it's important because you obviously presume that all of the board members and the board candidates are shopping here, mm -hmm. but at the most you're shopping maybe, what, once a week, twice a week, maybe right. three times a week. If you're an employee, you're here up to 40 hours a week, which is right. significantly more than any other person. So like you said, we really have the on-the-ground, day-to-day experience that right. has Literally. a huge part Stacking shelves and helping customers and the logistics in the back, you know. And then also just someone to, it's great to have an employee on the board because they can advocate for the staff as well. Mm. Our past employee board members have done a lot for DEI, to, you know, educational parts, all kinds of projects like that. So that representation is really important in our community. Definitely. And I think that it's good that both of you are here for this because I think a lot of people confuse your roles or confuse the roles of operations managers with that of board members. So can you tell us more about what the board of directors is responsible for? Maybe if there are any specific co-op initiatives our members will recognize that you can say this came from the board, this is exactly... Mm -hmm. This is exactly a representation of the kind of thing that they do. So just like we wouldn't want to have 9,000 bosses trying to tell us what to do all day, we love you, but please no. We also really don't want board members to come to the store and go in the back and tell everybody how to unload groceries. So the 9,000 members elect the board and the board directs our general manager. And the general manager directs our management and operations team. So there's a little buffer between the managers and the board and the day-to-day -day running of the co-op. So, you know, what products we order, how we hire, how we staff the store, how we keep the lights on, those kinds of things. Those day-to-day -day things, and that's called policy governance. We could get more into it. There's actually some information about it on our website and how the principles of policy governance, wow, that's a mouthful, <laughs> and how that works. So at board meetings, the general manager reports in to the board to tell them how things are running. So that's the indirect way that the board influences how the co-op runs. The direct way is the board has different kinds of committees that work on projects, such as you've probably heard about our DEI committee. So that's where board members 
and staff and consultant, we all got together and they came up with our DEI statement and are now planning how we're going to execute that. So there's indirect and direct ways that our board makes sure the co-op is running smoothly. They also, you know, direct the future of the co-op. So bigger initiatives such as expansion, how we're doing financially, you know, how the big investments that we make in the community, they just, they monitor how the GM is doing, but then also advise and direct the future of the co-op. And I was also going to say, as you were, as you were talking about that, when our co-op started, one of the things that the community wanted was more local products because the people who started the co-op, you know, the, the very first members before we even had a store said, we really want to support the agricultural sector here and want to have local products. That's an emphasis. Did they go out, so the board doesn't go out and talk to all the farmers and get them to come. They, the board would say, we want to emphasize local. So then the general manager and then on down through would have that lens of local. That's, that's one of the big, that's how the board influences what the store wants. The board also, and the first group, also wanted a hybrid store because they wanted to come to a co-op and be able to do their full shop in this store. So buy local and buy the conventional items that they were used to. So maybe to continue with your example, it's like the board is the one, are the one? Are the one. Is the one? Are the ones? (laughs) The board. We are one. (laughs) the, The board is the group that makes the decision to conscientiously remain to start and remain a hybrid store that focuses on local. And then it's management, including marketing and community outreach, that buys the product Mm -hmm. and markets the product and makes sure that it's viable for sale. And then it's the members who are buying the products and also buying with their dollars, we Mm -hmm. talk about. So they're the ones telling us of those local products we like buying this, we don't like buying this, and also influencing, you know, by buying this, I think you should keep it and buy right. more like it. You vote with your dollars as right. well, so. But community outreach and marketing doesn't go down and buy the products. Correct, <laughs> correct. We visit sometimes, but that's... <laughs> we eat the products. Yeah, I, I do go down to the bulk and mooch snacks and things sometimes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you, we might we might be an influencer in the products that we have on the shelf. Yes. Right. <laughs> but it's mainly it's especially my job to educate people about what's on the shelves. Either you know, through signage, through the newsletter, if we get new and interesting things in. I don't tell people to buy something or not buy something. That's up to you, but I just make sure that people have the facts that they need. Mm, mm. Also very important. Shifting gears a bit, let's talk now more about membership. Becky, you've mentioned this phrase of full member and full membership. First of all, can you reiterate what exactly that means? So 
a full to be a full member owner and I always like to put owner on there because that's important to remember that it's the community that owns a store not me personally me and 9,000 others but it's a member owner we're not we're not just a membership but there's another component in there um, a full membership means that you have invested a hundred dollars in our cooperative you can do that by doing $25, which is what we call a share, and four shares of $25 is $100. That membership is, member ownership is a one-time member ownership. That's what, right now that's, it's $100 to be a member owner here in the co-op. But it's not a yearly. Mm -hmm. So, since we're differentiating and calling people full members, that means there are people out there who are not fully Correct. members. How did that happen? What does so, that mean? So sometimes you just don't have an extra $100 in your pocket. You can pay $25 and then later on pay another $25. That would be two shares, another $25, $75. Another $25 full membership. The plan was to do that over time. In, I think in the very beginning, it was all the excitement of having just a cooperative up in the North Country. And so when you invested some money, it just sort of registered in my brain that we are a full member. That's what happened to me. And I only had one share. And I didn't realize that, wow, I really can't vote. And even if I do, then it wouldn't count. <laughs> so why would I do that? So um, if you have questions about that, you can ask the service desk. You can email info at littletoncoop.org. And then I get that and I can answer your question. How many share you have? It's also to my understanding that when we first started, like you said, it was the excitement of the co-op, and it's kind of like we want as many people as possible mm -hmm. to participate, and we need all the money we can get because we right. are scrappy little young things. Right. And now it's not that we don't want just anyone to participate. That's not what we're trying to say, but with our push for full members, we're saying we are not scrappy little young things and we want you to be able to get the most out of your full right. membership now Correct. that we're more established. Right, exactly. So then what are some reasons that a partial member out there should consider becoming a full member? So as we go down, there might be, you know, our co-op is evolving. So there might become a time when there might be an extra discount to be a full member, to make that membership count, being a full member count more. There's always that using your voice in mm -hmm. board elections. There's always that opportunity to serve on the board, to participate fully. Then the intangible, it's knowing that you are a part of a group that is making things happen here in our area, is really directly affecting our economy and our local agricultural economy in this area. So 
those are that's really important to me. Everyone has their own values and and it all works together. So I, I like that you know the partial shares are there because it gives people a chance to dip their toes in the water, but it's our full members who really carry the equity of the co-op on their shoulders. They're, they dove right in, like they dive right in. Sometimes you know, it takes a little time to get up there, but those are you know that's the full investment in your community-owned market. So, you know, and like Becky said, all of those great benefits in the community, you are part of people who are, are carrying that load and really making it happen by being full members and by using your voice in the co-op. And also, not like I said, not everybody can pay a hundred dollars right up front. Many we have a healthy food access program here. You need to be a member in order to take part in that. We've also, as member owners and customers, created a fund for a healthy food access, where if you're having, you know, a challenging time in your life and need help paying for your groceries and don't have a co-op membership, you can get one share, $25, and start your HFA discounts. Dip your toes in the water. You can dip the dip toes, toes in the, in the water. water. We'll help you. We'll give you the swimmies. To yeah. Do it. <laughs> the floaties. Yeah. That's under Annie's desk. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's something to think about, too, when we talk about everyone being welcome and everyone mm -hmm. participating, that we want everyone to be an equal participant. You right. don't want 10 people out on the deep, not that we only have 10 full members. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's the first number I thought of. You don't want 10 people out on the deep end having to to really work right. to. And 10 people dictating how right. the co-op goes. You know, 10 people who have the time and energy and privilege and ability to do that. We want to make sure that everybody from all parts of the community can be part of this so mm -hmm. so that being said it's my understanding that there were some previously partial members that will find they have received an upgrade to a full membership <laughs> yes. without realizing it you get a membership and you get a membership <laughs> how did that happen Economic participation. Economic participation. Say more. <laughs> oh, detail? <laughs> That's one of our cooperative principles, right? Right, right, right. So there are years when we have patronage rebates, and some of that patronage is retained by the cooperative in you know our capital fund. And that patronage, the total amount, is from how much you actually buy at the co-op, what what you come in and spend for that year. It's why you give your member number even if you're not getting a discount that day. Right. That's right. Exactly. So then, so then that that patronage, some of it gets credited to your account. So you'll get a notification, oh, we did a patronage this year and you have X amount of credit. Some of it, like Becky said, goes into the co-op's capital account. That's for things like, oh, hey, one of the fridges broke, we need to fix it, or lights are broken, or we need, you know, whatever for the co-op. But we also 
sometimes use it to apply to member shares so that we have more full members. So we used this year some of our patronage that was retained and we applied it to, to accounts that were partial members and automatically we bought them extra shares so that they are full voting members in the co-op because we want more voices, really. We want more people voting in the election. We want more you know, interaction. We, we want that engagement from our community. So we'll, we'll be sending letters and notifications to people. That's why we need your accurate member information to let them know that this happens. But if you happen to come shopping before then, you can probably find out from your cashier how many shares you have. So you'll probably notice it, you know, on member discount days and things like that when everybody's really paying attention to their membership. <laughs> and it really does depend on, say, if you have one share but you didn't buy very much, you know, this past year, then probably you didn't get another share added onto it. If you had one share but you did most of your grocery shopping here over the year and, you know, had a larger amount, then, you know, if you needed more shares, it was from the retained equity that you individual member put into the co-op. Mm. So it's still coming from your own right. participation. It's not Correct. that you can skimp off of someone else's Correct. participation and use no. it for yourself. Right. It's, which... it's, it's, it's directly proportionate to how much you shop. So make sure that we... we not only that you're a member and you get your share and then you don't have to do anything else. No, member economic participation is crucial for a co-op. We want to see your smiling faces here. <laughs> we still want to have a store here. Yeah, we still want to have a store here. It's no good to have a bunch of members who don't shop. <laughs> right, right. If we didn't have anybody to shop, that just wouldn't work out. And the other exciting thing that happened is we had talked a little bit about our healthy food access program and how you needed to share to do that and there's a healthy food access fund. So there were a few healthy food access member, member owners who had one share, got it from the fund and were put up to full membership because they shopped here all year and they still had extra money in their retained. And so we used that money so that their membership is now totally theirs. And that $25 was returned to the fund to help someone other on who might need a hand up. Oh, that's awesome. And once again, just bringing up this question of like, why now? Like why? Why have I been able to be a partial member for years now and we're bringing it up this membership season that we really want you to be a full member? Well, we just didn't feel like nagging you before. <laughs> <laughs> we were still it shy. Is. We were being shy. I, I would have said we don't feel like nagging you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think it's, we just realized we were looking at our member numbers and how many partial members there are like almost half of all the members are partial members and no hate you know I think a lot of people either just thought they were full members or they came up and they got a share and they forgot <laughs> so we're reminding people now 
as nicely as we can and also incentivize it if we can, you know, drum up some enthusiasm for being a full member of the co-op. We also, you know, we're starting to get, you know, we're well past a decade we've been open and the board and the general manager are looking towards the future for some exciting big projects. We expanded this co-op in 2017 and we're already starting to like bust at the seams in this new place. So we're looking at new projects and community collaborations offsite, as well as some significant improvements here on site towards being a little more environmentally sustainable. So we want to make sure that we have all hands on deck when that happens. All right, so kind of wrapping up here, Annie, what do you think is the biggest misconception people have about co-op membership? Um, it's hard for me to say because I write about membership all day long. <laughs> you have all the information. <laughs> oh my gosh. So um, you don't have any misconceptions. Right. But, I, I think, you know. Or like what's a question you get asked the most that... I think a lot of people perceive us as being a non-profit, which we are not. Because, you know, for instance, I'm a member over at the Fairbanks Museum in St. Johnsbury. I get to go to free, go in and look at all of the exhibits for free. But they don't expect me to vote and they don't expect me to, you know, come every week and help them set up the exhibits. The co-op is an enterprise, like I said, it's all hands on deck. So, you know, we would we want our members to be engaged with us. We're not necessarily stocking shelves. <laughs> not necessarily stocking shelves, but you know, we want you to shop. Although if you want to, you know. But you know, we want you to come in and we want to see your smiling faces, you know, come in on member days, come in for your weekly shop. We want you to make sure your information is updated. Not so that we can spam you. We're not going to do that. But just so you know, there's important paperwork and things that we send out and then it gets sent back to us and those people are missing out on. Or even it's like when you leave behind your paper towels on the bottom of your cart when you're done (laughs) and we're trying to call you to tell you that we have custody of your paper towels... And it's like, this number has been disconnected 84 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> that does no one any good. That does nobody any good. And you go home paper towelless. Yes. Wet-handed. <laughs> it's it. just, yes. So, you know, we, we want to make sure that people know what's going on so they can be engaged with the co-op. It's it's. Not a one-and-done deal or, you know, it's not even a annual membership that you have to pay. But what you do pay or what you do contribute is your participation, both democratically and economically. And Becky, why did you choose to be a full member of the co-op? Oh, besides being a co-op geek, um, because I really wanted to use my voice and vote. I wanted to have that the full ownership so that I could talk more directly to like the board through an email or whatever that you know I'm fully invested in this co-op 
I want this co-op to to be around for my kids, for my great grandkids, for for a long, long, long time. I want to see our food system grow up here. I believe in the co-op values. I believe in the principles. <laughs> All right. Any anything else we've missed? Any last thoughts, feelings, concerns, Not things, really. shout outs? Make sure you vote. So tell us, Anastasia, why are you a full member of the Littleton Food Co? Oh yeah. Oh. oh turn it around on Anastasia. Wow. <laughs> I guess technically I'm a full member because it was purchased for me as a gift, as a birthday gift. Oh, really? Really. But I will say that it was purchased because I was always talking about the love I felt whenever I was at the co-op. And like you said, like we've said all today, to be able to know that you're fully a part of it mm -hmm. is just a great feeling inside, whether it's a discount day or not. Right. I think I, I've never regretted my decision to be a full member. I've found it to be useful in a lot of scenarios, even outside the co-op. Like the other day, I was hanging out with some of my friends, and I looked around the table, I was like, we are all co-op members, like aside from being friends. Like some of us met mm -hmm. through the co-op, Wow! and then I'll, I'll literally be at like events. And the subject will turn to the co-op or the member day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's like to be able to be a part of my community even more and in a different way than just these social connections. Like, I know that if I have a group of friends that are all members of the co-op, that, you know, I assume they're good people just mm -hmm. on that alone. But also that we all care about the community around us, the food we're eating, the jobs that we have, and the right. good we're doing all around. Yeah. So. Yeah. So that yeah. does make sense. Yeah. That and that's funny because I just got a um, heard a story from a member owner how they also got a gift, you know, in their for a Christmas present even before the store opened, and they're like. <laughs> what? Why am I getting this? Yeah, like what is there this isn't even any store yet. Yeah, and they still have the membership, and they're like, "This is incredible!" Now they they've seen the journey, you know, and they're so glad that they were given this membership to the co-op. It's like a gift that just keeps on. It yeah. is. It is. It's it like is. if you gave someone a seed. Yes. And then you're actually giving them the tree. They just might not know it yet. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And oh. I sometimes look at the seed and go, oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for this seed question mark. But yeah. All right. Thank you so much, friends, for coming on today and having this great conversation. I know I learned some new things about membership and what's coming up, and I think everyone else will too. And yeah, I guess we can all see each other all around the co-op. Oh yeah. And start planting some more seeds. <laughs>
Thank you all for listening to another episode of That's Rad, a podcast presented by the Littleton Food Co-op. I had so much fun putting together this episode with Annie and Becky, without whom any of this episode from concept to publication would not have happened. Big thank you to both of you. I think this episode was so fun because the three of us see each other in the office all the time, but we each have our own responsibilities to focus on, so it can be rare to sit down and geek out together like the co-op nerds we are. I hope you truly consider the importance of everything we mentioned today. Membership can be a big step for people financially, but if you're able to do it, it's a surefire way to support all of the work the co-op does for the community. Yes, we're offering great food you often can't find in other places, but we're also providing well-paying jobs for local folks, putting money in the hands of local farmers and producers, offering educational opportunities, community donations, and so, so much more. All of that would not be possible without support from our members. And think of participating in the Board of Directors election as your co-op member citizen responsibility. Similar to voting in a local or national election, participating in the co-op election requires just a small amount of your time and energy, but will produce results that can make an impact much further and much longer than that. And don't you want to have a say in that impact? If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to let us know by giving it a big heart, thumbs up, or whatever your screen makes a positive reaction look like. To make sure you never miss another great episode, make sure you're also a That's Rad subscriber wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to be a part of your local foodie podcast, we always love to hear your ideas for topics and guests you want to hear. Like we've said this entire episode, basically, there's nothing better than participation. So keep participating, and until next time, remember to eat, sleep, and be rad. Hey, you still there? It's time for the credits. This episode of That's Rad has been a production of the Littleton Food Co-op. Anastasia Marr is the host, writer, director, and editor. Jesse Smith is the graphic designer. Annie Stewart is the executive producer. All are welcome in the Littleton Food Co-op, Littleton, New Hampshire's only community-owned grocery store. No membership is required to shop. Learn more by visiting us on social media, or going to littletoncoop.com. Or just come see us for yourself right off exit 41. Next time you need some locally produced foods, fair prices to fit your budget, and the best service in the North Country, remember the Littleton Food Co-op is your place to be. Okay, that's all. <laughs> <laughs>